The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. The National Hurling League resumes or starts for 2023 this weekend. But how much does it really matter? We've got Jamesy O'Connor with us, former All-Ireland winner with Clare, Seamus Hickey, former All-Ireland winner with Limerick. Jamesy, if I can start with you. I mean, outside of Waterford, who really remembers that Waterford won last year's league? And what good did it do for Waterford in winning the league anyway when it came to the championship? Very little mess, as it turned out. And, and Cork, who they beat in the final, didn't perform particularly well either. So, yeah, it appears it comes with a warning sign. And... You know, that said, Matt, um, you know, after this weekend, I mean, Cork Limerick, obviously, you know, is a, is a nice, attractive fixture. Um, you know, I think Wexford, or God go to, Wexford actually go to, or God go to Wexford actually as well. Um, so, you know, you'd imagine that those would be two good competitive games. But, you know, when Limerick uh, face off against Clare um, the following week, Matt, and Kilkenny, you know, are hosting Tipperary in Nolan Park, I think that this game the airline, and I think we we get games that we've, you know, the competitive, fiercely contested types of encounters that, that these natural maybe rivalries um, bring about. So I think the key thing with the league is just, there's a couple of things, probably the timing first of all, because particularly the Munster Championship and the round-robin nature of it is so competitive now that, you know, is it in your best interest to be trying to get yourself up for a league semi-final and then a league final two, three weeks out from when, you know, you're coming against fierce opposition and, and it's so competitive. Um, and I suppose the second aspect of the league that maybe, you know, when you compare to the football, that really, for the nine top-tier counties, there's no real, you know, fear or threat of relegation. But you'd imagine it'll still come down to Antrim, Westmead and Leash um, to determine who goes, who goes down. So managers have the opportunity, obviously, to experiment at times. And I think you'll see that early on. But ultimately, it's about the championship, Matt. And with that two-week gap from the league final to when, you know, things really heat up, um, you know, the 22nd of April, uh, managers really want their, their best form ahead rather than behind them. And, and that obviously, I think, frames the way they approach the league. Because Seamus Hickey last year for Limerick, it looked like they didn't really give too much of a damn about it, did they? It, it did look that way. Yeah, it, it came across It came across that they were seriously disinterested in it. I don't think the truth of that uh, really carried through, though, because there was concern, um, you know, when John Kiley is preaching performance uh, over results, He's looking for a performance. He, he got neither in the league last year. I would argue that uh, you know the, the performance was absent. Uh, the, the newer guys that he was given opportunities to from the twenties teams uh, weren't really kind of coming through for him. His established players, players that were starting from the, the All Ireland's past, they weren't up for the for the the tempo of it. And I suppose maybe it is just the, the consequence of coming off a successful successful year. You know, holidays at the start of the year, trying to get into the cadence of the year early, it might be a challenge. So, you know, you'd like to think that every team is going into the league uh, looking for growth and performance. I don't think Limerick's tempted last year is the ideal one. So what would you expect out of them this year? Because they've been on the post-Christmas holiday. Some of the players might have started training a little bit later. I mean, how difficult is it going to be for John Kiley, do you think, just to keep the interest within the Limerick squad? Because does that not diminish just that little bit with time? And might that not just be enough to perhaps leave them vulnerable? So this year, I think more than any, uh, I suppose the real boon for them was the under-20s last year and the strength of the team that they had. Very, very unlucky to go down uh, to Kilkenny in the final by a score. So, um, you know, I see, you know, two starting tomorrow in, on Saturday evening against Cork. Uh, I see five on the bench. You know, that's 
to me is really a significant difference. Uh, we had Cahill O'Neill last year breakthrough from, we'll say, the league performances, really showed well in the league, uh, came on in the round, Munster round robin and, and made a statement. And again, he was off the previous uh, 20s team. So uh, I would say there's a significant difference and probably a statement of intent from John at the very beginning of the year to get as many of them involved early. I'd be very surprised if you know the subs used off the bench tomorrow aren't heavily um, under 20s from last year. Um, we've got Colin Coughlin starting at wing back and an English uh, who was really, really impressed in the in the championship, the twenties championship last year. But like you've got Jimmy Quilty, who's captain of that 20 team on the bench. You've got Shane O'Brien. You've got Aidan O'Connor. You know it, they're peppered there, uh, and they're looking to get experience. And to me, that's the key. That's the key ingredient to to driving this thing forward. The only thing you how you sustain success is to uh, trust your conveyor belt and then blood them. What about Cork for tomorrow night, Jamesy? Which is the standout game, Cork against Limerick, Parky Cueva, half seven tomorrow night. But what about Cork now losing Mark Coleman for this season? Pat Ryan's first in charge. Of all the players to lose, how bad a blow is that? Yeah, he's obviously look at a top class player, I suppose, Matt, and you know, Cork would have pinned their hopes that, you know, Shane Kingston, Coleman, Darif had given that this was the, the wave of players that was maybe going to, you know, get them over the, the hump, so to speak. Um but it hasn't happened and but losing him, I mean he was you know, he's been captain, he's obviously experience he's a quality player and you know no county could afford to lose a, a guy of that caliber but they know now he's gone and it's, it's, it's about us as planning without him I think the big thing for Cork last year was the success of Kieran Joyce they looked like they've found um, you know their long term number six the centre back and I think that's the big thing for Pat Ryan I think getting the, the central spine of the team sorted and, and get it down come the, come the championship but I, I think there's, there's talent in Cork Matt it's, it's about figuring out if there's you know what pieces jigsaw fit together and I think we'll see a bounce of the new manager. I think Cork were pretty clear as to, you know, who who the right man for the job was. Um, and I'm expecting that, you know, they'll give plenty of it to Limerick um, in Parky Keys um, tomorrow night. And I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they started the campaign off with the win. But it's, you know, it's a, last year, you know, we all thought after the, the disappointing performances in the Ireland final 12 months previously that, you know, they'd still be there again at the business end, given the age profile and so on in the in the panel, you know, outside probably Patrick Horgan. But, but it didn't happen. And... I just met that that long wait for success has dragged on another year, um, but I think I think Cork will I think Cork will be a fourth in the championship, and I, I wouldn't be surprised said, if they if they don't get the their campaign off to a winning start tomorrow night. Seamus Hickey, what do you think of the role of Patrick Horgan? He was with us on the program on Tuesday evening, and I was asking him about you know whether he'd be a start to finish player or would he be an impact sub, and he clearly wants to continue playing. But is that the right thing for Cork? Do they continue to need him? Or do you come to a point where a player, no matter how brilliant he's been throughout his career, going back to 2008, where they may need to move on from him? It completely depends on the on the formula and the mix of the players around him, I think. I think it's it's undeniable how how beneficial it is to have Patrick Organ on the field for multiple reasons. He's gotten far better at winning his own ball in the last five, six, seven years. Um, his dead ball prowess is... Is, it's a huge, huge plus. Um, I think any team who has a dead ball specialist, the likes of Pat Horgan, uh, the likes of Joe Canning before him, you know, that's a that's a huge asset for a team. Now, is there a, is there a future without him? There is, and every player is an uncomfortable reality to, to face up to. You know, 
Pat felt he was hard done by last year, which is you know which is always the case when you when you're dropped, and particularly when uh, there's a bit of turmoil in the management and if there's a change after the season. But you know every player wants to believe that their 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 starters till the end, uh, but unfortunately there's going to have to be change. How do you adapt to that change? Is there is there a role uh, an impact for him off the bench? Absolutely, but I think it's all about finding the right mix and the right formula. He could be a start to finish player if uh, the team around him coalesce if you if you have this if they have this direct attacking threat that they have had in the last few years this hard running is he a person to win ball and lay off to hard runners you know it's it it all depends uh i i believe in his talent i believe in his his mentality and his his kind of preparation as a as a hurdler but you know uh, you, you don't stand on ceremony for for great players they have to contribute OK we don't have time to talk about every county I wanted to concentrate on Cork and Limerick as the outstanding game but I want to talk to you James C., about Waterford because Davy Fitz has gone back again how's that going to work out do you reckon? Time would tell that but he listen, he, he's got a panel of players that I mean that, you know, their age profile the experience they tick a lot, a lot of the boxes and I mean no one could have envisaged the season you know going as pear-shaped as it did for Liam Cahill and the way it unraveled. I mean, nobody saw that um, you know, coming out, having seen them play as well as they did in the league, the league final. So I think there'll be a real desire you know, in that Waterford panel that you know, their championship window is, is closing. But there's a lot of players you know, that kick the box in terms of the age profile, the experience, the athleticism. Um, and as I said, I think they'll get a bounce from Davey in that, in that first year. Um, again, you know, look, he's been around the block He's experienced, you know. He'll know as well that, you know, winning the league, you know, might necessarily be in their in, the, in their best interest. But I think they're going to be, you know, again dark horses, Matt, um, because they, they just have too many good players, you know, not to be not to be a force. And I'd imagine that he get a tune out of them. And uh, you know, for me again, they're they're a team that will take watching. Uh, what about Kilkenny now? For the first time in twenty five years, without Brian Cody as the boss, Seamus. I mean, how tough a job is this going to be for Derek Ling? Or does he have a lot to work with, given that Kilkenny were last year's All-Ireland finalists? Uh, he's a huge amount to work with. Uh, so we have to remember, like, the the jersey's still going to be black and amber. Um, they still have the history and the story tradition that they have. Like, this... This didn't. This isn't going to be thrown down the drain uh, with, with Brian leaving. Now it's been very interesting to see the number of players that have made themselves unavailable to go and and pursue other life interests. You know, it's actually a healthy sign for players to be doing this. It's good to see. But you know, Derek Ling then obviously has to manage that uh, that panel of players that he has. Bally Hale's success has been a huge a huge lift. Um, I would say continuously the the players that that club is churning out. Um, is just absolutely incredible. So he's got a lot to work with. Um, what I'm very curious to see is gameplay, um, how, how things are going to change, um, how they're going to try, uh, I suppose, different, you know, how to exploit space more, how they play the ball. Um, because they did they did try things in the last three years um, in terms of, especially in the, in the league, about working ball uh, through the lines, trying to get it to midfield and then kind of straining direct, I suppose, ball to channels of space so I, I'm curious to see what, what Derek's going to do in terms of gameplay and how he actually sets them up tactically because in fairness it was a self-professed area that, that, that Brian was not particularly interested in so <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's it, that's what I'm interested to see I think the raw materials are, are, are abundant Okay and then what about Henry Shefflin up in Galway Jamesy because second season much more will be expected will it of him? Well I mean again th- there were 
right there with Limerick, Matt, and the, the latter stages that I learned in the semi-finals. And, you know, no more than Cody. I mean, he absolutely got the best out of the, the, the group. And, I mean, I didn't I didn't see, I couldn't see, you know, them beating Limerick um, ahead, of that, ahead of that semi-final. And yes, you know, Limerick had to dig really, really deep to get over, the, get over the line. I think the big thing for me is that obviously he's, you know, he knows the players now. He's a year into the job. But he's got to find new talent. And, you know, you look at the Fitzgibbon over the last couple of years, you know, NUIG or University of Galway does now and you know GMIT whatever their name currently is I, it escapes me at the moment but there is you know a, a lot of their starting 15s are Galway based players and there's no doubt that I mean there is underage talent and has been obviously ferocious underage talent in Galway now whether there's enough of them capable of becoming the elite players that you need to win at Ireland's remain, remains to be seen but he I'd imagine again will use the league to try to find Kenny Unert um, you know, some real quality because, you know, that Galway team that, you know, won that at Ireland in was it 2017, you know, the Joseph Cooney's, the David Burks, obviously Joe's retired. And those guys, you'd imagine, you know, are, are in the toilet of their careers. And Henry really got another tune out of a lot of those guys last year. So, yeah, interesting to see. But the talent is there, Matt, you'd imagine. But, as I said, are there enough of them capable of making the step up and, and becoming the elite type of player you need, you know, to win the really big prizes? And that's fascinating for me to see, you know, will Henry be capable, um, you know, and how he goes about managing that. Okay, we've only a minute left. Will Tipperary recover under Liam Cahill, do you reckon, Seamus? Yeah, no, they were going to improve. I think there was a natural trajectory there where they had to improve. Um, You know, Colin Bonner got the the job of getting them off the floor. um, And didn't get much uh, of a chance to continue it, given all the injuries last year. No, he didn't. He didn't, and that's and the reality is that there was there was going to be a bottoming out period before they rose again. Uh, there's going to be a natural, I suppose, uptick in in health this year. That's not going to repeat itself. Um, you know, they do have plenty of underage talent again coming through that Liam knows extremely well. Uh, so you know, they, they, they're going to get better. Uh, they're going to be more competitive. In, they're not going to lose their monster round round matches by a combined thirty one points. So that's not going to happen this year. Uh, they'll be more competitive all the way around. It's just a question of, you know, are they contenders? Okay, we've got to leave it there. Thank you very much, uh, Seamus Hickey and James E. O'Connor. The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie.